Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. I am so happy to report that I have my friend Angela with us today. Hello, Angela. Hi, Amy. How are you? Doing really good. Excited to be on the podcast after having listened to it for so many months now. Thank you. You are one of our best listeners. You are amazing. Um, We are unfortunately not going to have our friend Pam Cakes with us today. So this is just going to be me interviewing you uh, because you just got back from a Walt Disney World trip, which I'm super excited to hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? It might be a good thing that Pam is not with us because after the last episode... I know she's not a Figment fan, and we absolutely love Figment. As well, so maybe it's a good thing to have that distance this week. Yeah, all the better then. Perfect. And then before we kind of get started on your trip report, Angela, I just wanted to put out there for our listeners that we are recording this in a very rudimentary fashion. We are a state away from each other and we're kind of trying this over a phone and a speakerphone and we're not obviously in the podcast studio. So listeners, hang in there if you can. I know that this is not probably the best quality, but Angela has a lot of great stuff to share. So if you can hang in there for this episode, that would be great as far as the the voice quality is concerned. So thank you listeners. All right, so Angela, I am super excited to be doing this interview with you today. We have known each other for a long time. Yeah. We have known each other since kindergarten. So for our icebreaker, Angela, I thought it would be fun to just kind of say, like, what is your favorite kindergarten memory? Oh, geez. Well, that's pretty easy because there aren't too many kindergarten <laughs> Because that was a long time ago. That was. That was. We won't um, date ourselves, but that was no. a long time ago. <laughs> um, I have two very vivid memories from kindergarten. One of them is probably going to make me not look so good. But <laughs> one of them, I remember our reading group, we got to choose our own name, and we were the strawberries. Really? I do not remember that. Was I in your reading group or no? I don't even remember who was in that group. <laughs> I just remember the strawberries, and I really loved strawberries, so I was really excited about that. Wow. Okay, okay. Reading group of the strawberries. Very nice. Yes. And my other one would be, I remember having the chicken pox in kindergarten. Oh, yes. pre-chicken pox vaccine, so, um, yep. you know, everyone got chicken pox at that point. But we lived across the street from the kindergarten doors. <laughs> yep. And I remember for a solid week, um, you know, being home with the chicken pox. But every day when I knew it was kindergarten recess time, I'd run to the freezer and grab a fudgesicle. <laughs> and I'd stand on our front porch looking at my fudgesicle as my kindergarten friend came out for reason. Just rubbing it in. <laughs> hey guys, here I am eating my fudgesicle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. Everyone pretty much had chicken pox in kindergarten and I remember it 
My mom purposely exposed me to somebody else that had it just to get it over with. So, hey. Yeah, that was a popular thing back then. Yep. So, okay, let's all just get the chicken pox and get this over with. That's so funny. Uh, And then my favorite memory is, I don't know if you remember this as well, but we did a play of Peter Rabbit. Do you remember this? I do. Yes, and I do. I remember. I remember Esther having a giant ball in her mouth. It was supposed <laughs> to be like a pea or a pea. parrot or something. Yes, and that was actually uh, my memory. Is I had a narrator part because not a ton of the kindergartners could read. So I'm assuming you and I both had narrator parts because we could read at that point. But that, I remember being in there. I remember there was a bunch of us sitting in chairs, and yes. we each had a different part to read. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And actually, that was my part um, to narrate when the bunnies went into Mr. McGregor's garden and were like stealing all the <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> oh, good times! That's awesome. Oh man. All right. Well, that was a fun icebreaker, but let's get to the good part of this podcast, which is all about your trip. So. Angela, tell us who, who went on the trip, when, kind of like the time frame of when did you go, and then where did you stay? So let's start with the who. Like, go, let's go through all the members of your family. Yeah, so there's myself and my husband, Sean, and we have two boys who are nine and six years old, and for the purpose of this podcast, we've given them Disney names. So the nine-year-old is Coda, after Coda from Brother Bear, the bear that has a really hard time stopping talking because our (laughs) nine-year-old definitely has that problem as well. And then the six-year-old we're going to call Hamish, like one of the naughty triplets from Brave who really loves desserts because that is him to a T. Perfect. I love that you guys all have... Well, you just said like your two boys have bear Disney names and then you were showing me too that your whole family made shirts each with a Disney bear on it. So as you said, Coda. For, for the second day we spent in Magic Kingdom, we had shirts, Papa Bear, and he had blue and it said Papa Bear. And then I had the mom from Brave, Eleanor, the queen, who was turned when she was turned into a bear and said Mama Bear, because there are very few female Disney bears. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the boys, <laughs> we each picked out bears based on their personalities. That is Cody, super uh, cool. Coda and Hamish. Coda and Hamish. I love that. That is great. So when did you go? When was your uh, trip time frame? Our trip was January 11th through the 18th. Perfect. And where did you stay? We just got back less than two weeks ago. Yeah, you did. That's a good time to go, too, to escape our Midwestern winters. It was. It was so nice being there in the warmth. And we sandwiched it right in between two big events. When we got there, the Run Disney weekend was just ending. Uh And we left right as the Festival of the Arts was starting. So it worked out pretty well that we were kind of sandwiched in between two big events so the crowds weren't terrible. Yeah, that's a great time to go. Would you recommend that again or would you particularly go again during that time frame? You know, honestly, I would never again go in January or February. Really? Why is that? That is purely from a planning standpoint. Mm. Because Disney makes a lot of changes every year that don't take effect until January. But those changes don't typically get announced until September, October, or even November. Yeah. So you don't know what the ticket 
prices are going to be, what the resort prices are going to be, what changes are being made in other areas. And so most people know a Disney vacation, you really have to plan at least six months out. Uh-huh. Um, and that's really hard to do with a January or February vacation because not all the information for the new year is released at that six month out point. Yeah, that's a great point to make. From a planning perspective, it was really, really difficult. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a great point. So what um, resort, because I know you did a lot of research and I know you were so great about doing all your research pre-trip because this is the first trip you all took as a family, which is very exciting. But tell me what resort did you guys choose to stay at and why did you guys pick that? We ended up staying at Port Orleans French Quarter, and we chose this resort primarily because of its size. It is actually the smallest of all the Disney resorts by acreage, and that was really important to us. We wanted something that had a small feel, wasn't really busy. They only have one bus stop, and they don't share buses with any other resort. That's really so when nice. you want to go to a park or um, anywhere else, you have one bus stop to go to. You know that bus is going to come right there, and you're going to go straight to your destination, Mm -hmm. which was a great thing not to have to worry about waiting in lines or, you know, taking 20 minutes to go stopping at all the bus stops around a really big resort. Um, So that was kind of our primary factor was the size. And we also stayed at French Quarter about 10 years ago when my husband and I went together by ourselves before Mm -hmm. kids were born, and we just really loved it. It's just a really relaxing atmosphere um and we really love the size very cool and i have to ask because you stayed there did you eat the beignets of course (laughs) we absolutely had some beignets that was our first morning because we flew in on a saturday and on sunday morning every sunday morning at french quarter they are the original disney resort to do this they have a fun run on sunday mornings very cool so you can get up and for 15 dollars you get a race bib that's the sign with the numbers on it for those of you who aren't runners and you run it's like a 1.2 or 1.4 mile little fun run that goes around the water of both Port Orleans resorts and then at the end you get a special button you get a race medal which changes periodically but for us it was like a Mardi Gras necklace with a Mardi Gras mask on it oh cool and you get a coupon for three free beignets that's a great deal. If that's only $15 and you get all of that, that's great. Yeah, it was super fun. And there's a lot of resorts that have picked up this fun run idea, but French Quarter was the original. And French Quarter is the only one that gives you beignets at the end of it. I was going to say, you know what? I saw some article about, I think it was just called like Beignet Dash or something. Is that the name of it? Is there yep. a particular name of it? That okay. That's what it's called. It's called the Beignet Dash. Okay, very cool. And, can, and you said you can just register for it when you get there. There's no need to like pre register? Nope, no need to register ahead of time. I think you can, but we had a really hard time finding that information. And But you can just register the morning of. it. The registration opens about a half hour before the race starts. It's not a huge race. There's not a ton of people, so it's really easy to do. And you just pay the $15. They give you the bib, 
and they just basically say, ready, set, go, and you're off. <laughs> and it's a great way to start the morning, and the race was over by the time... Um, by the time the race was over, the park still wasn't even open yet. So we didn't even have to take time out of the parks to do it. That is super cool. I love that you guys are able to fit that in. That's awesome. Okay, so you're, you know, mentioning who's going, the when, the where. And how did you kind of come about booking all this trip? Did you have a travel agent? Did you do this all yourself? Kind of walk me through how did you actually end up booking your trip? Sure, yeah. When we first were looking at booking a trip, I actually did look at going through a travel agent, but the travel agent said we shouldn't book as early as I was trying to. I was trying to book like eight months out, and she said, oh, no, 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 no. it's too early. Let's wait a couple months. I'll call you back. Well, she never called me back. Oh, no. So we ended up just booking everything ourselves, and it really wasn't too bad, but... We also, there's not a ton of travel agents that we can use because we get military discounts for things, and that's a great benefit for those who qualify. The park tickets are so much cheaper if you can do the military salute, and we probably got our tickets, you know, for a third to almost a half off of, you know, rack rate tickets. So we booked those, or we purchased those through Shades of Green, which Shades of Green is a resort on Disney property. It was formerly a Disney deluxe resort, but then Disney gave it over to the armed forces, and it is now a military resort. So only military, former military veterans, there's different levels, um, can stay there. But Shades of Green also sells tickets and the military discount memory maker. You can also buy military tickets on base and things like that, but it's best to go through Shades of Green because those tickets are already activated. You don't have to bring additional documentation and get those tickets validated before you can enter the parks. So you can get the tickets and the memory maker through Shades of Green. That's actually really good to know. And is that for any anybody active duty or... Is it anyone who's formerly been in the military? Do you know? Active duty, retired military, um, and disabled military. I highly recommend going on to the Disney website for the military salute to see who all qualifies for that because things do change sure. from time to time. So the best thing to do is go on the Disney re- the Disney website and look up the military salute to verify all the information before you make your, your trip plans. Sounds good. To make sure it's still that way. Because when we went 10 years ago, Disney at that time was kind of having an annual special kind of thing going on, like the year of the volunteer, the year of, you know, different things and offering special discounts to people who qualify. And we went 10 years ago because it was the year of the military. And Sean, my husband, got five-day park hopper passes for free. That is that is amazing. That is unheard of. Like, that will never happen again for Disney. I'm sure of it. I know. And family members, their tickets were $99. What? <laughs> Not per day. For the whole thing. Okay. See, those were the good old days. It was amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, we, we literally, a trip for two of us, we went to Disney for under $500, including airfare, transportation, hotel, food, park tickets, everything. It was insane. Very cool. And that's cool. why we went, because we knew we'd never get that <laughs> deal again. Absolutely. Um, so, but for this trip, you yeah, were saying so you got your park tickets and you got Memory Maker and a resort discount as well? Yes. If you call and book through Disney directly, you can ask for the military salute discount for the rooms. And at this time, again, things often change with Disney, but at this time, it's 30% off a Valley Resort, 35% off a Moderate, and 40% off a Deluxe Resort. There are only a limited number of rooms with that discount, though, so you want to get that done as soon as possible ahead of time. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Great advice. Thank you. So, Angela, speaking of parks, let's talk a little bit about parks. Um, I'm curious to know because, you know, Pam and I, we have very different ways of doing the parks. She calls me commando style and I call her cupcake style. So I'm kind of <laughs> curious to know what your family, like which category would you say you more fall under and kind of What's your game plan going into this, especially now the first time going with kids? So just a reminder to our listeners, your kids are ages six and nine. This is their first time at Disney. So yeah, what was kind of your, your parks game plan going into it? Yeah, well, I, I think I kind of, our family kind of falls right in between you and Pam, actually. Okay. Um, we definitely like to do rope drop to, to park close, so we liked to be there all day, uh -huh. which was great, um, but we certainly brought with our conveniences. You know, we didn't try to just go with what we could fit in our pockets. We had a stroller and backpacks and uh -huh. snacks, and we brought all those kind of things with us. Um, but we also had some days off. Our travel days to and from the Orlando area, we did not plan to go to parks. Okay. And we did five park days, but we did take a day off in between. So we had our travel day, and then we did two park days, and then took a day off, and then did three park days, and then had our travel day returning home. So we kind of had the best of both worlds there. A little bit of commando style, a little bit of cupcake style. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So, and we already kind of mentioned you did a ton of planning before you left for your trip, which was, I'm sure, great and really helped you kind of navigate the whole parks. And I'm curious to know what, what kind of things did you have scheduled out, planned before you left for your trip? And then what kind of things did you leave kind of open-ended so that the magic could just happen whenever it did? Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely did a significant amount of planning. And part of that is also because of the needs of our kids. Our kids have some special needs and planning ahead really helps reduce their anxiety and just makes things so much better overall. So having a game plan was kind of crucial to ensuring that this was going to be a successful trip for everybody. So we had things pretty well planned out. I created um, a Word document and I had a page for every day so that we knew kind of what were the most important things, what parks we were going to, what hours, if there was anything special going on those days. I also put on there our fast pass times mm -hmm. and 
The one big thing that we definitely scheduled around was meals because our, our kids are kind of the opposite type of picky kid. Um, our kids don't like kid food. <laughs> they don't like corn dogs and hot dogs and chicken nuggets and mozzarella sticks. <laughs> They're connoisseurs of a fine food. <laughs> So we really did a lot of looking into the restaurants before we went and looking at all the menus to find what menus were going to have some good, healthy kid, kid food options. And that was really important to us. So we definitely had a solid plan for meals. Mm-hmm. And we even went as far as planning what meals each person was going to get at each of those places. Because in that way, we were able to use the mobile order, which was a really nice system. Okay, perfect. Um, So you still did do quick service? We did. We did all quick service except for one meal. We did a character meal on our day off. Gotcha. In the middle. So the rest of them were quick service. Okay, I love how you kind of were able to go through those options because, you know, all Disney restaurants, even the quick service, have menus posted online. So I think that's a great suggestion that you have is if you have picky kids on one of the the spectrum or the other, or even if you don't have picky kids and they just like to kind of know things ahead of time, like what they're getting into. I love that you kind of went through all of the menu options to see like, okay, could you eat here? What would you eat? So that when the time comes and people are getting hangry, it it doesn't become a blow into like a big situation. Yes. And it was really nice too, because it felt like it we didn't waste time in the parks then because even though we did mobile order, we weren't standing all huddled around the phone looking at the menus trying to figure out, okay, now what do you want and what do you want and spending that time because we had looked at it ahead of time before we went. We were able to basically just, you know, get off of a ride or attraction and be like, all right, we're going to go to lunch. I put the items in the mobile order as we were walking there mm-hmm. and it was done. Perfect. So we didn't have to take that time out to think, okay, what do you think you want? Yep. So that was really nice, and it felt like it opened up a lot more time for other things. Yeah, that's great. I love that suggestion. So, and then what kind of things did you leave open-ended that just kind of ended up randomly happening during your trip? We had kind of a general game plan. We looked at the maps of the parks and thought, okay, this is kind of the direction we're going to go. These are the things in this area. Here's the times we have fast passes for. Mm -hmm. But then what we left flexible were things like, okay, there's four rides or attractions in this area. We're just going to do whichever one has the shortest wait at that point. Gotcha. So we left some flexibility for that. And we also left some flexibility for things like character meets. Mm -hmm. We didn't go out of our way to really meet characters. Our game plan was... If there's a character meet that happens randomly or has a five minute or less wait, we'll meet the character. But if it's a really long wait, we talked to the boys ahead of time and they said meeting characters was not a priority for them. Mm-hmm. So we weren't going to take the time to do that. So we made sure we left the flexibility for random character encounters because I was kind of shocked how many there were. <laughs> we ended up meeting eight characters over five park days. That's amazing. (laughs) Completely unplanned. (laughs) That is awesome. I love that. That's super cool. What were your boys' favorite characters they met? I think a family favorite that we met was Kevin 
from up. Yes. From up. That was amazing. And that was really fun because we saw Kevin and the handlers coming out. And they were just coming out of a side area. And they were about 20 feet away from us. But we all just lost it. We were like, Kevin! And the handlers heard us shouting. And so they turned Kevin towards us. And Kevin came straight to us first. Oh, that's great. I love that. It was so amazing. Oh, my goodness. It was just really fun because, honestly, I didn't even know Kevin was a character (laughs) piece. Yeah. So Kevin was a great one. Fairy Godmother was super fun. And we got to meet Stitch at the character breakfast, which is... Um, Coda's favorite, one of Coda's favorite Disney characters. So that was a really special one, too. Oh, I love that. That's great. So another thing that I kind of want to bring up that was a little bit different for your parks game plan is that you had not only your four members of the family but you guys were able to do something very cool which neither pam i don't believe she's ever done this before and i've never done this before but you were actually able to do some in-park child care services where you actually had a girl with you as kind of part of your family during all of your park days correct Yes, absolutely. And that was, I've got to tell you, with two kids with special needs, we would not have been able to do a Disney vacation without that. And it's something we looked into ahead of time. And honestly, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's actually more affordable than you would think it would be. Because we looked at, all right, if we're going to bring a friend or a family member with to help out with the kids, obviously, since we're asking someone to come with to help out, we would want to pay for, you know, their flight, hotel, food, park admittance, things like that. Adding up the cost to bring another person with us for all of that, it actually ended up being about the same or even a little bit less to just hire someone to help us in the parks. Mm -hmm. But the benefit of hiring someone to help us was that it was someone who is in the parks constantly. They know the parks like the back of their hand, so they know where all the bathrooms are. They know the best route to get to the different attractions. (laughs) Sure, sure. And they know good spots to sit for the parade or fireworks, and you don't have to work around their wants and needs mm-hmm. you know you don't have to accommodate well they really want to do this attraction no because they're there help to help you right with the kids that's their job that's so great they're not there to ride the rides and things like that if you bring them with on the ride that's fine but you know it's not like you have to make accommodations for the rides they want to do so it made it a lot less stressful and it just kind of helped too having that person with to keep you motivated Mm -hmm. and to keep you wanting to keep going and keep things positive which was really nice absolutely and did you have the same person for all five of your park days we did not have well we had we had one person who was with us all five days, but she wasn't the only person we had. We also had another person one morning, and then we had a third person for two mornings. So we did have one primary caregiver, so that's the one we generally talk the most about, and our kids just fell in love with her. Aww. She was 
absolutely amazing. And because our kids have special needs, we did utilize the DAS pass, the Disability Access Pass, for rides, which was crucial. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great because she would be able to just take take Hamish's magic band and, you know, run ahead and get that DAS pass. Or while we were having a meal, you know, if we all finished early, she'd run that so we could finish the meal during that time. And she also helped us during meals. We would do the mobile order and then she would help us find a table and she'd go to get the food while we get the kids settled and ready. And she was really, you know, there to do whatever she could to help make our trip a memorable and positive experience. That's great. So, so you would definitely recommend that was, service? You would use it again, potentially? Oh, absolutely. Hands down, we would definitely use it again. And I would highly recommend to anyone who has kids with special needs, grandparents who are bringing their grandchildren, because the caregivers also, there's a lot of play areas at the park. Mm. And our caregiver, she just got right in, was running around the play areas with the kids and, and wearing them out and running them around. <laughs> That's and awesome. They just had such a blast, and it was so nice for us to be able to just sit and take a break but yet they were still getting to play and have that interaction so grandparents with grandkids kids with special needs anyone who's got really little ones Hamish took a two-hour nap in Epcot <laughs> which is phenomenal and she was able to just keep pushing the stroller along keep him in quiet shady areas so he could continue to sleep and meanwhile the three of us were able to go ahead and enjoy some of the other attractions and things like that so our plans didn't have to stop just because he took a nap um, and anyone who is outnumbered by littles <laughs> yeah. Be mom and dad, but you've got four kids under the age of six. It is so helpful to have that extra set of hands to help out. That is great. I'm so glad you were able to utilize the service. And I know you did, again, a lot of research beforehand. You were looking, well, like you were saying, at the cost of just bringing someone with you or getting services there. And then if you get services there, you can either do like in-room childcare services. Like I know Pam has done that in the past. Or like you opted to mm -hmm. have someone with you for the full day, no matter if you're in your resort room or you decide to go to the park. Because I know you were mentioning to me all the people within this company they all have annual passes to Disney so you don't have to worry about paying even for a park ticket for them they're already taken care of in that regard because some of the companies do require you to pay for the park tickets for the caregivers but the company that we utilize it's called extra hands and all of their caregivers for in park services have annual passes and this is good not only for Disney World but many of them also have passes for Universal so it can also be utilized there and they also do in-room child care. So they can do both and they can do things such as, you know, the caregiver can take the kids back to your hotel room while you and your spouse enjoy the evening at the parks. So they can do a lot of different things and there's a lot of flexibility and they were super easy to work with and we were just so impressed. Our primary caregiver was amazing. That is fabulous. I'm so glad you had a good experience with that.
for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. (laughs) 